0: Blog Talk Radio. We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true bride of Christ.
1: This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministry, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you.
0: Hello, Bride.
1: Hello. Hey, this is your host tonight, Dr. June Knight, coming to you from. Washington, D.C., and listen, I love interviewing God's people. I'm so excited tonight to interview a gentleman that is a general in the kingdom. He has been in ministry over 50 years, and he has a lot to tell us tonight. Good evening, Dennis.
2: Hello.
1: Hey, good evening, sir. How you doing?
2: I'm doing all right. We were kind of cutting in and out there for a minute. I wanted to be sure we were getting a good connection, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Dennis, I'm going to share everybody your bio. Hold on just a moment alright you All right. All right, y'all listen to this. Uh, let's see. The Lord put a passion and a vision into the heart of Dennis in the fall of 2003 to build an army of shofar blowers to come alongside the body of Messiah to proclaim his voice into the earth. As mentioned above, this ministry is relatively new. But as of January 2012, we are now in all 50 states and over 40 nations. The shofar is deeply rooted in the history of Israel and has been used for a variety of reasons throughout time. Those reasons being a call, a gathering, to lift praise to Yahweh God, to call for repentance, announce warfare, to make decrees and proclamations, ushering in a change in the earth, to announce times and seasons, to declare victory, and at times to sound a warning. In Hebrew, the shofar is also referred to as the bugle call or the voice of heaven or the voice of God. We hope you can see that the use of the shofar is a powerful weapon of the kingdom of God. It is one of our weapons of warfare. When the enemy hears the voice of heaven being proclaimed in the earth, he trembles in fear. Now, Dennis, let me ask you is that you asking to join my live?
0: Uh oh.
1: Is that you asking to join there? Let me see. Well,
2: I'd love to have you like,
1: on my
0: live.
2: It yeah. sounded like we cut off for a second.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I don't okay. see it,
1: but Dennis, let me ask you something. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about your life, Dennis. Where do you live? Where are you from? Did you come from a big family or what? Tell us about you.
2: Okay, well, I was born and raised in Decatur, Illinois. That's the soybean capital of the world. You know,
0: well, <laughs> if,
2: that, if that's not famous for most people, but soybeans are very important to us. ADM, Archer Daniel Midland, who is the supermarket of America, his home office, is there. And anyway, it's yeah. just like about it's about thirty miles east of Springfield, the capital, and uh, central Illinois. And anyway, I was raised. In a little house, about a three-room house, outside toilet <laughs> by my mother and my my brother was in the military. My other brother was already married and gone, and I had two sisters that were already married. So I was kind of raised alone. And uh, my mother was a Christian woman. I went to church about a half a block oh. from the house. <laughs> but when I when I got in the sixth grade, we had to move into a housing project, and my mother had heart in the arteries, so we never went to church anymore. And the only time I ever went was maybe some girlfriend wanted me to go to a New Year's Eve service, and I'd go just to make her happy. (laughs) And then I went in the military, and again, you know, in the military, a few times I went. But then I got serious after I got married in 1968. It wasn't long, and you realize being married, you become one for better or for worse, and it was getting worse. (laughs) So, you know, so, yeah. uh, yeah. There, there's a joke about that, and if you appreciate the humor, you know, marriage is a three-ring circus. You know, it's the engagement ring, the wedding ring, and suffering. And that's exactly what it is if you don't find Christ, because people don't know how different it is to have to live with somebody that you really thought you knew, but all you did was you liked him as a girlfriend and a boyfriend. Now you're married to him, So it took a right, while, but, right. you know, when you see Christ, I got serious in the Lord. 1970, and since then, the Lord has catapulted me every year of my life to more and more and more preparing me for today. So, you know, when you hear Esther, you know, in the Bible, like Esther, it says uh, that uh, you were prepared for this hour, right? (laughs) Well, I think I must have been, because all my training led to me through the military and military police. It was a training and then selling, advertising, and insurance for 35, 40 years. And then finally yeah. hearing the shofar blown. When I heard the shofar blown over the back of my head, uh, that was in 03, and you heard that part of that. And that's when I heard the Lord tell me clearly, get it, learn it, and teach it, and take it to the world. And then next thing is instantly. You know, it's something that it don't happen In two or three minutes, it happens like instantly, uh, God's timing. and, And I heard when the shofar sounds, I felt, and most people do, kind of a feeling of worship. I felt repentance. You know, I felt humbled by it. I felt warfare. You know, they use trumpets in battle. But I also felt healing. And now I understand why, because the four traditional calls on the shofar are all about worshiping God, Repenting, they used them in the Bible, the Old Testament, for repenting and and worshiping. They used them for warfare, many many times. And foolishness of a horn like that, a trumpet horn off of an animal, to be used by God to represent His voice is pretty amazing. Right? Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, there's four calls, the traditional calls that the Jews found in, in their history of, of uh, through Israel that they used, and one was a call to worship God Almighty, and another one was to repent. The people need to repent. That's the one you hear a lot of times when you hear our theme verse is Joe 2. And Joe 2-1 yeah. is the one that says, Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Tell the people to repent of their sins. The day of the Lord is coming, right? So that's repentance, uh, the repentance of the shofar. And then the shofar in warfare, my goodness, the most amazing things happened with warfare with the trumpet of God. And in that day, it was commonly known to be off of a ram. A ram's horn was off a ram. But it was used then because when they went to battle, the Lord, one example most of you have heard, but maybe you didn't really understand it completely, when God told Uh, uh, Joshua. He said, I want you to march one time around for six days around Jericho. Only the priests, seven priests, lead the way with the army, the dancers, the people all in behind. Everybody else is quiet. Those seven priests continually, let me give you sore lips, continually blew those ram's horns as they went around. And on the seventh day, this is again, Do it Yahweh, not my way. Don't do it halfway. Do it all the way his way. (laughs) Right? So on the seventh day, they went seven times around. And on the seventh time is when he had told them. That's when you shout. You blow the trumpets, yes, but you shout. And when the people shouted, walls that were, my understanding, was 25 foot high, 25 foot wide, fell straight down to the ground.
0: Yeah. So
2: what did God used? He used a shofar, trumpet, as you would call it. A shofar is a Hebrew word for trumpet. And the yeah. ram's horn particularly, which is not that big of a horn, but it carries a mighty sound, you know? And the ram's horn yeah. was started basically by by Abraham taking Isaac up on the mountain. And when he went up the mountain, he didn't have... Any ram, and he believed that he had to sacrifice his own son, Isaac. And this is quite a story yeah. to the Jew. It should be it to is. us because later in life, a Christian should understand and be teaching the Jew, you know, if we need to. We need to teach everybody that ram caught in that thicket spared Abraham from taking his son's life, but also. Yeah. In what we call, Jesus became the ram who was the final sacrifice that spared us from dying.
0: Yeah. So
2: Jesus, yeah, see? So Jesus took our sins, you know, like that ram took the sins of the world, right, in the Hebrew day. See, they had to have a ram. God told them in the Old Testament. Isn't that something? So, But but Abraham was just being faithful, and he thought he was literally going to have to take his son. But today, I believe that was because God wanted history recorded that here's an example of my love for mankind, that I spared Abraham. Why? I spared him because he was faithful. If he would not have been faithful and he was a leader, I might have taken his son, right? He could have done that. Yeah. But because Abraham was a faithful man of God, like Noah was, Noah's family was saved one time on the ark that way. Now Abraham's son is spared because of his faithfulness, because as he was getting ready to actually stab him, then the angel of the Lord had told him to stay the knife, and all of a sudden he heard, he heard a ram caught in that bush, the thicket. he knew that God had provided that ram. Hallelujah. Right? What now, what did Abraham do? Did yeah, so Abraham made that a ceremonial moment. He took the ram's horns from the ram and made that a thing to remember, you know, a remembrance. And and he, he, made, he felt that one of those ram horns was like unto God and the other one was unto him or unto mankind, you know? So then the Jews started really using more of those ram's horns all the time. And so people think that that's where the first sound of the shofar come from, June.
0: But it wasn't.
2: Who do you think blew the first horn, the trumpet, the shofar? Who made the first sound Mm -hmm. of a shofar? If you get it right, I'll give you $1,000. <laughs> God. Nobody ever gets it right. God did. Okay, right. Yeah, God, God blew the first ransom. That, that's yeah. right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna put that. You're gonna put that. <laughs> you're gonna put that on my account. Account. I'm broke. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Go ahead.
2: Sorry, I'm listening. All right. Well. Anyway. No. What happened? Exodus 19:19. 19, 19. This is good for anybody that blows a shofar, anybody that teaches messianic groups or or people that just really want to know the history the truth of it. Did is you say God's Exodus voice.
0: 19?
2: Yeah, Exodus 19.
0: Okay. And then okay. verse
2: 19 is the key verse, but the whole chapter, All right. you know. When you read when you yeah. read the whole chapter, you read head a little bit and you find out the people were in terrible sin just like always, right? Yeah. We've always been, we, we just can't seem to get out of sin. Every time God gives us a guideline that what we're to do, first Adam and Eve, right? Then he had to kick yeah. them out of the garden. Then, then he tried to get the people to do right, and they didn't do it. So then he told uh, Moses that you better build an ark, right? And what happened? All the people were disobedient, and only his family was saved on the earth. It just kept happening. But anyway, when he gave the law, it was because the people were in high sin, just like we are today. That's why it says, as in the day, right? It says that. As in the day of Noah, so it is today. The people are wanting their own way about everything. We're stubborn. We're bullheaded. We don't uh, follow God. Children are disobedient to parents, a lot of them. Yeah, everything is going on that's right back in that day, it hasn't changed since the beginning of time because God loved us so much, He gave us free will, and in that free will, He wants us to love Him because we want to, not because we're robots. Yeah, and if you and I would have developed this whole human race, we would have done the same thing because. Who wants robots to sit around saying, I love you, I love you, I love you? <laughs> you know, I mean, No, we want people to really love us. And that's yeah. the way it is in a marriage. That's the way it's in a family. Everything is that way. So God gave yeah. us the example. Please understand, my people, I am giving you freedom so that you can choose right and wrong. And there's good and evil now because, remember, I had you in the garden and you didn't obey. So now you know good and evil dark and light that's the way it is today and this is leading to something important so many people june think that because i'm called mr shofar or i was called to teach the shofar that all it is about blowing a horn well there's a lot of people that all they want to do is blow their own horn but I'm here to blow the horn for God like he blew the horn and gave the law. I'm here to tell people, you better get back to obeying those Ten Commandments. You yeah. better get back to understanding. You're not just saved by grace so that you can do whatever you want and go out and keep sinning. If you have sin in your life, yeah. don't look at a homosexual. Don't look at a lesbian. Don't look at a, uh, now they've got, what is it, the, the, the men dressing up like women? They call them cross-dressers Training or something. Theater transgender and everything else, don't look at their sin and say, ah, look at your gossip. Oh, my. Yes. Look at your backbiting. Oh, my. Look at the way you dress, some people. You know? Wow. That's another subject. Hey, it gets Dennis. deep here, so. They... <laughs> yeah.
1: Dennis, I've got <laughs> yes, a ma'am. question. When you brought us to Exodus 19, can you give me your interpretation of this verse? Because I, I know there's a revelation I'm missing here somewhere Because when you're talking about the shofar When it says right here in Exodus nineteen nineteen, It says, and when the voice of the trumpet sounded long And waxed louder and louder Moses spake And God answered right. him by a voice What does that right. mean?
2: That means first God spoke through the trumpet Next, God spoke through the voice. In other words, God actually got the attention of the people. And remember what it says when the, when the trumpet is waxing louder? What's happening to the earth and the people and the light? What's happening? It says, the people tremble in fear. The earth quaked. The sky darkened, right?
0: Yeah. See, when, that,
2: when that trumpet was sounding louder and louder and louder, that was the voice of God. Rumbling in the clouds, and then Moses said, Oh yeah, here I am, Lord, you know. And then God spoke to Moses and told him, Here's the Ten Commandments. Boom.
1: You know what you get it? when you study when you study those days, uh, Dennis, about Moses and how all that happened up there on the mountain, man, you mm-hmm. cannot help it but just weep. Because God was letting himself be made known up there, shaking the mountains, you know, the earthquakes, the lightning, all the cloud of glory was there. The cloud of glory. And then that's how the word of God came to us. And then you take that in the beginning, and then you take what's happening here in the end, it's kind of like you just stand in awe of God.
2: That's right, yeah. But see God wants us to understand when when he created the earth when you go back to Genesis 1 and you read that how did he yeah. create things what, what did he do what did he do when he created the water what how did he do it did he speak
1: it he said did he
2: write it out huh
1: he said
2: go ahead. right he said it see same way here what did God do when he spoke to Moses? He spoke it out. But how did he do it? He used his voice as a trumpet. Why? Yeah. Because when God wants to really present power, the greatest power that we've ever known, the greatest sound we've ever known, is the alarm clock of a Mack truck coming through, and blowing its horn, a train whistle. The, the trumpets blowing at a ball game when they want a home run or charge a football team, they blow trumpets. Everybody blows trumpets. It's known to be the alarm clock, the trumpet. My mouth is a trumpet. Now people say, well, no, your mouth's not a trumpet. No, God's mouth wasn't a trumpet. Okay. Let's turn to Isaiah 58, okay? Real quick. All right. Isaiah 58. And you read Isaiah 58.1. Isaiah 58.1.
1: Okay, I'm there Go ahead Okay, it says cry loud Spare not Lift up thy voice like a trumpet And show my people Their transgression And the house of Jacob Their sins
2: Now how do you cry out like a trumpet Then? Just what it said, right? It's not talking, here's an example of it Lord God is calling us To repent (laughs) <laughs> That's crying out He said stand firm Now in some translations it depends In some translations it's going to say Stand firm, cry out And use your voice like a trumpet Well a trumpet is the yeah. same thing It's mouth Your mouth as God's mouth Was a shofar, see Yeah Is it is it making sense now? you got to take different yeah. verses People want to take one verse And try to dissect it or they'll try to take one verse and say, that wasn't really God's mouth. And i say, okay, then why is Isaiah saying, use your mouth like a trumpet, right? Yeah. And, and why is God using trumpets all over when he wants warfare, when he wants action? Right. It's because the trumpet, the mouth of God, is the most powerful thing in the world to move things. It made the whole earth. It created right. everything. It spoke yeah. it into existence. So the trumpet part of it, is him saying, "I want you to speak like a trumpet. I want things to come up and rise up and give me attention when you hear a trumpet." And we've done it in the military. We would do it. We wake up in the morning to a trumpet. You know that? That's how we woke no, up. No, but the I, I remember those, those
1: shows.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was in basic know, like, Train. Every morning, I got up to a trumpet. Da, 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 you know, I mean, they blew a trumpet every morning. Wow. <laughs>
1: well, yeah,
2: I think when I'm,
1: the when I'm at these events with the president, that's what they do. They blow a trumpet, yes. and then he, they they do that sound like that, and he walks. He it's like royalty. He walks out. He, you know, it's like the call for the president. It's very. It's really awesome to watch. But I wanted to yeah. ask you about this. Now that you're teaching us about the trumpet and the shofar, it's 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 almost given me this feeling of it's giving me this feeling of uh awe and reverence. And then I think about okay, when the angels in the last days and they pour out the trumpet, there's a reason that they blow the trumpet uh before all of those actions take place. So really uh the shofar slash trumpet is like a sound of authority is what I'm picking up on what do you
2: that's right. It's a command. It's commanding your attention. It's the warning. When those seven trumpets sound in the in the in Revelation in the end time each one of those has a significant importance more than the vow judgments or anything because when one one third, I believe it is, one third of the earth will be swallowed up, one third of the cattle or I mean the animals, one third of the sea creatures, one third of the fowl of the air, one third of the human beings, every time a trumpet sounds in that day. Now, I don't believe you and I will be here for that because the rapture occurs before that great and disastrous day now of the that Lord. Now,
1: that's in the wrath is when those trumpets are, right? The, wrath, the second half of tribulation is the right? Trumpet, it's in tribulation.
0: Right? Yeah, because yeah. the first part of because tribulation... They, yeah. Go
1: ahead. But see, the, the trumpet is the last thing before Jesus comes the second time. And listen, this is, you know, when he comes back on his white horse, Bride. I want to tell you something. I have interviewed this man one time, and he had a vision of when Jesus come back and they blowed the trumpet. Listen to this, Dennis. When the angel blowed the shofar or the trumpet and Jesus appeared through the sky, people were literally pulling the skin off their face of the horror of just just him coming back knowing that the sound just rubbed right through people. I mean, I can't imagine how loud that's going to be, the authority that's going to be. After they've already said and heard all of the seven official trumpets of warning, and then it says Jesus comes back at the last trump, you know, and then he comes and it's like, you know, the battle of Armageddon, the war or whatever. I mean I just have such a more reverence for the shofar now.
2: Yeah, well we should. We should. And another thing we don't want to do, and there might be somebody on here right now trying to do that. We try so hard to figure it all out so we have every I dotted and every T crossed and that's not what the point is. Here's what's more important. The most important thing is Yahweh, not my way. Are we obeying God?
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: See, we try to argue with each other, and we could. I mean, we could. If you had the lines open, we'd have people in here. We could be debating as Christians.
0: But you know, whether you believe, yeah,
2: whether, whether you believe in mid-trib, p-trib, post-trib, whatever, it don't really matter. Is you are you right with God right now? If if you died today. And this is where the evangelist comes out in Dennis. You know, they can yeah. call me apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, Dennis, Dennis the Menace, whatever they want to call me. <laughs> but I want to be, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to be a soul. I want to be a soul energy, and that's all I want to be. Yes, Lord. Yes. Don't want now, any Dennis, to Now, Dennis, I've got
1: to ask you. While you're on this broadcast, Dennis, I've got to ask you to teach us, mentor us. Tell us about the Shofar. What are these four different calls that you're talking about? And how do you know when to use them when you're blowing?
2: Okay. Well, the idea that the Jew uses all four calls on Rosh Hashanah, which will be the eve eve of Rosh Hashanah when you and I and the team are marching around the White House. That will be the eve of Rosh Hashanah. And on Rosh Hashanah, from the beginning of the day to the end, which really is from the evening of us, you know, when we start that evening, dawn till dawn yeah. of the next day. That's the day. That's their day. See, that's the way they think. So we're right in target with, with them. You know what we're doing. But yeah. when we blow these four calls, they believe the first call is called the call to worship, to Kia. And if somebody yeah. wants to follow along or learn this well. Let's just tell them where to go right now. Go to Shofar Call. That's S-H-O-F-A-R. ShofarCall.com. Yeah. And go that to the teaching page. And everything that I'm telling you is there. And more. But yeah. the four calls are listed there. And the four calls are Tekiah, a call to worship. Shevarim, a call to repent. Teruah. Is it called a battle warfare, you know, and, and then there's other interpretations of these words, but they all mean the same thing. When you repent, you humble yourself. When you humble yourself, you go before the Lord on your face. You know, you don't stand up like you're proud. You know, there's a time worship. I raise my hands praising God. I raise my hands and I'm up and I'm dancing. I'm excited. But when I'm repenting, then I'm humbling myself under God. I'm, I'm on my face before God. And when's the last time most churches got out of their pew and got on their knees or on their face? Help us, Lord. But that's yeah. what we need to do. And so then the third call, to Rua, the battle cry, can be warfare, celebration, <clears throat> any of that. Because it's a command kind of like what he blew, you know, before he gave the law. It's commanding us to do something. So when I do that, I do more than just nine short blasts that we do. I do it a little fancier when I'm blowing by myself. But on Rosh Hashanah, yeah. most Jews, most of the Jews, they just blow basic calls. Then the fourth call, tekiah gedola, it's tekiah, which is a call to worship, but gedola is a word in Hebrew which means the, the, long, the big blast, the long blast. You know, it's, it's bigger. To Gedola, the big blast, the long blast, okay? So that yeah. blast is a blast of celebration for a lot of reasons. The Jew believes it's calling the Lord to come, Lord God come. We believe it's Aww. Lord Jesus return, return, Lord. They know he's coming. They know yeah. the Messiah is coming. They just haven't received Yeshua as the Messiah. They believe the Messiah is of God. But they don't picture it like we do, that it's the same God. Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is yeah. God. We serve one God, right? Right. So we have to teach the Jew that God is in three three beings just like we are. I mean, he's, he's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It was told right. to me, exactly. the, yeah, the way to interpret God is this. The Father, picture this now. The Father is the heart of God that part of God that's the heart he loves us so much that he gave his son the heart of God right and he's waiting patiently yeah. that no one is lost that's the God that's the father God that Jesus talks about yeah. but Jesus Jesus is the the flesh of God the word of God that came and spoke and taught us and dwelt among us so we could see how to live he gave us the pattern of how to live here on earth and he had to suffer he had to do everything we did you know he had everything we did he had to do it he had to eat to survive you know he had to rest and he did he rested and we need to rest in the lord a lot more than we do so jesus is the flesh of god the holy spirit wow this is really awesome because when the curtain was torn remember june That day, it was totally different from then on. Now the Holy Spirit comes to live within every person. But he was not activated. He came. I mean, that minute that curtain was torn, he had to be in everybody because that's where it transferred, the Holy of Holies. It transferred from there, inside that Holy of Holies, into the heart of every person, but dormant until... They obeyed Jesus when he said, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all in one accord and tongues of fire come upon them. That was to show them, right? The Holy Spirit has come on them. But literally, just like baptism is the outward sign of an inward obedience that's taken place. The Holy Spirit coming, see, the Holy Spirit has to be in every person because you would never be convicted if you didn't have the Holy Spirit. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, he loses. Yeah. See? Right. Now, he's dormant only because we have to say yes to allow him to take over because he gave us free will. Hallelujah. Yeah. Is that good? Now, why yes, is that important Dennis, to the show? We're
1: going to take a quick little commercial break, Dennis, and when we come back, we're going to talk more. I'm going to give you, the audience that's watching right now, if you would like to ask Dennis a question, uh, about the show, far please post your question and I will be happy to ask him. Let's take a quick little commercial break here.
2: All right. All
1: right. We are back. <laughs> that commercial is
0: not the
1: one I thought. Hey, listen, Dennis. Uh is there any yeah. way you can do some sounds for us and let us know what that sound sounds like? Like can you show us what it sounds like to do a repentance call and whatnot?
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. See what tell me what this one is first, okay? I'm, I'm being funny, okay. okay
0: you know what? Right.
2: We've gotta have we gotta have a little humor, you know that? Because God wants us yes, to enjoy amen. life.
0: Amen. He gave me
2: joy, he gave me joy, and what what else? Joy
0: unspeakable
2: Speakable. and and
0: full of full. glory.
2: Amen. Yes. See? So we gotta laugh at ourselves a little more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know.
2: Okay. All right, I'm going to go by the order of the Bible and I'll, and I'll blow the four calls. But first of all, I want to blow the ram's horn because the ram's horn, as I already said, was the one that was used when God had uh, Abraham take the ram, right, and sacrifice yeah. it. And then Abraham took the two ram's horns and commemorated those ram's horns. So the ram's horn was the first horn, probably the first instrument known to man. That we've used, so I want to blow that for you, okay?
1: Yes, go for it.
2: And then anybody has questions as they come, then we can
1: talk about They do, i asking this. questions already, so go ahead.
2: Good, okay. I hope we can record this, maybe play it back for some other people. But all right. Now, the ram's horn can be blown as to do things like prayer, repentance, and whatever. But a ram's horn yeah. sounds like a ram. I just want you to know that actually sounds like a ram. I've been at the zoo, and I've heard a ram, and that, and they kind of sound this way. And if a ram was crying that day when that ram was caught in that bush, that thicket, you know, that Abraham heard him, knew he didn't have yeah. to take his son's horn, this is how that ram would have sounded. And then I'm going to tell you a story about me using that cry, okay? But it sounds like I'll a cry. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. That sound like a cry?
1: Wow, yeah.
2: Now, I had a judge in my county that called on me one day to say, come up to my church. I have about 25 college kids from Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, and I've been teaching the Bible, and I'm going to teach them on repentance tonight, teach them about prayer. I want you to bring your shofar with you, and we're going to teach them how that tied into that. So I did. I didn't know until I got there that when he take, told me to start with the ram's horn, and he said, we're going to cry together. We're going to just repent. And he demonstrated a little bit to him. And the minute he said that, the Lord said, and you're going to make the ram's horn cry. And I did exactly what you just heard. And and when I did, June, and maybe somebody on the line felt that and felt a tear come or a cry, that's what they did. Many of those 25 young people, college age, started crying and weeping.
0: Oh. And the next
2: thing I knew, they were praying. They were praying. They cried. A the few of them got on their knees because there's nothing that can shake the earth more. And bigger men even do it more. Big men are known to cry real easy. You know, they say big men fall easier. Well, they cry easier. Yeah. And it's true. But we all do. When you hear somebody crying, don't you feel sympathy and almost cry with them, right? Yeah. So if you got a heart for God, it's pretty easy when somebody else is crying. So when that ram was crying, and I demonstrated that and told him it's like that ram caught in that bush. And the next thing you know, here they are crying. So I learned something about prayer groups. Prayer groups already had been doing this. They just maybe didn't teach it the same way, but they were doing it. But prayer groups are known for only using ram's horns, and they usually open with them, and once in a while during their prayer time, somebody feels led. They'll just blow that ram's horn, because it's mm. known to be an instrument to cause repentance, crying out for repentance. It's got a higher pitch, a higher sound. Yeah. When you blow, when you blow the kudu, which was later accepted as kind of the common instrument that the Jew as well as the Gentile uses today. It's got a high pitch, but it's not, when you first blow it, that's not what you get. It's normally usually a deeper sound, and then it goes up, see? So when we're talking about the four calls, and we said the first call is a call to worship, and that is a sound, and I'm going to sound it for you, okay? Okay. The call the call to worship. Here's Well, I'm going to sound all four of them. I'm going to sound all four of them and then explain them. That's easier, okay? Okay. So I'm going to blow it. Four different sounds in different lengths and patterns. So you get the idea of the traditional calls that's used by the Jew, not only on Rosh Hashanah, but high holy days. Okay? So here it goes. Okay. Was worship, repent, warfare, and healing or celebration. So the long one at the end, we remember, was the one that's saying, we want you to come back, Lord Jesus, and we're celebrating you. You know, we're celebrating the Lord. But that first one, that one that was kind of burr that's what a call yeah. to worship. So they might do that several times. You know, you could do that several times when you're just blowing the call in a worship event or something or opening if you wanted to. Uh, But the second call is the repentance cry that when you're in the midst of a sermon or you're preaching or you're teaching or you're praying and you want people to repent more and the pastor's saying, we need to repent of our sins. You know, we sit here in church every Sunday and you hear me preach, but how many of you are serious about repenting of your own sins? I want cry. you right now just to ask God to forgive you of your sins. Then I would blow the ram's horn or even the kudu, and I would blow a cry like a repentance cry, see? Which was the three shorter blast, or you can get more technical. So the three shorter blasts, again, were... Or... Okay. Now, if you start wow. hearing that blowing like that, pretty soon some people are going to start crying out loud. Why? Because God intended that horn to be used as a voice representing him, and it just does it. It just does it. It's, it's amazing how it does it.
0: it so, is. you
2: know, when, when you hear a, a horn whistle blowing on a train, you have fear. When you hear a Mack truck coming down the street and you hear that horn blow, you have fear. Well, it's no wonder, because horns are supposed to do that. They're supposed to lift you up to a position of either crying out, repenting, or worshiping the Creator, or get ready and go to battle. So here we are, Teruah, the third call on the shofar, the way you might do that, rather than just a stettle, they call it a stettle blast, nine short blasts. But truthfully, when you hear it in a battle, when you hear a Jew blow that by himself, if he knows how to really blow it, it might be more like this. (laughs) Sound like a war cry to you? (laughs) Yes. That sound more like yeah, battle cry. See. So they have significance. All those sounds have significance. So if you blow taps, it has significance. If you blow reveille, it has significance, you know. I blow one that's calling you to the wedding feast, which is kind of a worship and a celebration sound. But you can vary it as you learn the shofar, and you can learn to actually make the shofar make sounds. Some people call it playing the shofar, I don't necessarily like the term playing the shofar because there's no keys on a shofar. There's nothing to push up and down. You're blowing through it. And everywhere in the Bible, it always said sound the shofar or blow the shofar, okay? Yeah. It never says play. It never says play it. But in modern day, Phil Driscoll has taken a long kudu. He's cut the mouthpiece down you know, the hole in the end, and he put a trumpet mouthpiece in it, and so he uses it to blow, which I don't care for personally. <laughs> I've never told him that. But uh,
0: Yeah.
2: Married one, He married one of our neighbors, you know. He he married mm-hmm. Darlene Bishop. Darlene Bishop lost wow, her husband. Wow, she was your neighbor? Well, she is when you consider she only lives 25 miles away. <laughs>
1: wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he is. Bishop?
2: Yes, he did. Yeah, he did.
1: Wow. So here's his horn.
2: Here's what his horn sounds like. I just put a uh, a number C trumpet mouthpiece in a shofar, and you'll hear the difference, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it well. See, I don't think it's good yeah. to do it, but he's good. He's a good trumpet player, so he can play music oh, with it. But
1: yeah, he's a master yeah. of the trumpet. He
0: is, yeah, Yes, yeah, I yes
2: he but is. I, he's really I a master. Him. I respect him, but I wish he would leave the trumpet mouthpiece off of it, and here's why. When you respect what God has given you, to use as a ceremonial piece in the Bible. You don't want to paint it. You don't want to add man to it so you don't put silver on it. And you certainly don't want to put a metal mouthpiece on it because that's not of God. But if you take the trumpet and you simply cut the end of it off where it was sharp and you drill a hole through it and you take the other end that was up against the head of that animal and you smooth it down and you clean all the blood and guts out, You blow through it, now you have an animal horn that God has given you to respectfully call people to what we just said, worship, repent, warfare, and healing. But the minute that I put silver on these horns, and you get up on a stage, and you blow that, and the lights are hitting you in there, and it's flickering and everything, and people are looking at the horn, thinking about the beauty more than they are what they hear coming out of the horn you just lost it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So why add something to what God has already done the best with? He's done the best. Yeah. So we tell people to join, and we have them joining every day from all over the world now. June. But we tell them, please do not ever show up to one of our gatherings with a horn that you have that's painted. It can be It can be either polished, or it can be all natural, or it can be what we call half and half where they've trimmed half of the outer crust of it off, but don't put paint and please don't add silver. You're just trying to show off. And when people say, no, I really am not. then I said, well, then maybe you need to go back and talk to God about it because if 10 people line up, which we have a lot of pictures, you've probably seen them on our teaching page maybe of our website. We have hundreds of people that blow these together. We've had 300 in Nashville. We've had 100 a lot of times. We've had 50 or 70 a lot of times. But even 10 or 12 of us lined up blowing a shofar. One person has it painted. Another person has silver all over it, flickering in the lights. And everybody else has the common horn that God intended. What is your eyes going to be drawn to when you hear the horns blow?
1: Right, right.
2: You got it, right? I, didn't, yeah, I don't uh-huh. have to say Unless people are too puffed up. You know, people buy them, and they spend three times as much buying a horn like that. And then when you ask him not to use it, sometimes they look at you and say, well, I don't have to uh, do that. Or they're thinking it. Maybe I don't have to obey you. And I'm thinking, no, you don't. There's nothing telling you have to. But here's the difference. If God gave this call to me to obey him, and he did. Yahweh, not my way, and he told me to teach it, and you're not going to respect it, then don't think you're going to be on our team, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, and there's no other team, Joan. Everywhere I've looked, everywhere anybody's looked, there is no major army of God teaching the shofar and the warfare of it, lining up with dancers, flaggers, prayer warriors all over the nation. I just talked to Lisa Crump today. I told you that earlier. She's ahead head of National yeah. Day of Prayer in the Army, and she honors the shofar, and she always refers people to Shofar Call International. She tells them, we, "They know they're going to hear it right. We are humble enough under God that we only want to give you the truth, because we know that whether you use a horn or not and blow it, if you hear anything about it, you want it to be respectful. You don't want it to be showy." especially if we're telling you it represents God's voice, right? Yeah. So with that, any questions you might have, I'll be glad to answer them, and then I'll be glad to blow the kudu for you a few times.
1: Yeah, because what horn. you're saying is, I mean, I hear what you're saying because when you consider how uh, God means for the horn to be used, like with the ram in the bush and when he was on the mountain, and considering his trumpet calls that he's going to have uh, in the very near future uh, when you think about when I told you how it makes me feel uh, like a reverence towards the shofar uh, you're just saying that people need to keep it natural and they need to keep the reverence of what that instrument means it's an instrument of warning it's an instrument of attention I mean. I'm not the expert of it. I'm just saying like no,
0: what, uh, what yeah, I worship
2: feel. right right that's yeah. right well we we open every service whenever we do anything like this weekend, we head out to Wisconsin and we come back, and on the sixth, that's next Friday, we'll be the Black Pastors Church that's the best known in the central Illinois area, one of the best known. Uh, Jesse yeah. Bates, you'll find that. If you go on Shofar Call, you'll see it. Or if you go on our website, you'll see where we're going to be. But we'll be at uh, Apostle Jesse Bates Church. And they already have five Shofar Blowers, but he wants us to come and teach everything I just taught. And he said, I want you to teach us. You know, we know a little bit about the blowing part, but we want you to teach us what we what you just heard. That's what I will be teaching, and that's what people want. They want to hear it. Yeah. And then the next the next place on Saturday night God called me to is a guy that's doing his first evangelistic outreach at the park of a pavilion that holds seven hundred and fifty people. He spent his last dime that he got from an award for some injury or something, thousands of dollars. He took it all, he invested it in advertising with signs and and social media and everything, and he said, Dennis I'm just doing what God told me to, and I'm going to do it in the park where the people are. They don't go to church. We're going to bring them to the park, you know? And I said, good for you. That's what you should do. Have some clothes there for them. Have some food there for them, you know? Take care of the people. So that's our second night, the same way. We'll do the same teaching to teach them the truth about the shofar. Then Sunday morning, I go to Doug Rudel's church, which is uh, a friend of mine that has Spirit of Life Church. Indicator and i've been there about seven years ago i guess and started a little shofar team and he wants me to do it again teach the same thing but here's the difference everybody when we blow that last call on the shofar if you watch our videos on our pages you'll see some of it we asked people uh when we're getting ready we said we're going to blow four traditional sounds and on the last one when we're kind of up to the point of finishing that sound, I'll raise my hand, then when my hand goes up, only then you shout, just like they did when the walls of Jericho come down, just like they did when Gideon's army was surrounding the camp, the trumpets and shouted, and when you shout, you're going to feel, I promise you, you're going to feel in your body, in your mind, and in your spirit, you're going to feel some things, and you might feel some serious healing in your body. And we have people get healed at the sound of the shofar. So I want you to be ready for that. I want you to accept it by faith. Even now as we're talking, just receive it. If you hear that horn sound, receive what's happening to you because God is using that trumpet to heal you, body, mind, and spirit. Everybody on this call tonight is faced with something right now in your body. Wow, I feel that one. I feel that. I feel it in your body, in your emotions, something, someone's hurt you. You can't get over it. You just can't seem to leave it alone. And then in your mind, your active daily mind, you're just struggling with something. And so everybody has this going on. And we got to release it. So we teach you right up front in the worship service, when you hear that trumpet sound and then you shout, let your shout release to the Lord your needs. Say, Lord, help me. Heal my body, Lord. Heal my emotions, Lord.
0: Help me. I'm looking
2: for a job, Lord. I need a better job, Lord. Whatever it is, just let him have it all. But shout. And we don't just shout for one second. We shout and we praise God. And we just keep praising God for a while. And then I just go out there and I look at the people. I don't say nothing. And I just wave my hands to come forward. And people come out of their seats. And I form circle dances. And I get them dancing. I want you to picture this. You're half broken. You're in the church. Nobody's been paying attention to you. Your emotions are high, and somebody's pushing you to come forward. And it's not to get down on your face necessarily. I want you to dance.
0: Yeah.
2: Why do I want you to dance, June? Why? Tell us why. Why would I want you the to break dance?
1: Break out of
0: your.
2: Break out of your <laughs> thinking. Right. Stinking thinking. Negative thinking. Yeah. Lack of faith. Lack of faith. Most of our misery in our life is because of lack of faith in him. He said our, our state model in Ohio is all things are possible with God. You know, that's our model. And, and God helped. said, yeah, and he said without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please me. He said that. He said that. Where is our faith? Said if I had the faith of the what? Only the faith of what?
1: Brain of a mustard seed. Yeah.
2: Right. Then I can do what? Wow. I can move those things. Mountains to God are the things in our life. Yes. Go ahead. (laughs) All right,
1: Dennis. I I am receiving some questions, and... Uh, one lady brought this up. I think she's wanting you to uh, explain about how the shofar can change the atmosphere. Uh, she said that she has even used this in deliverance. And she's also uh she said there's been people that has heard colors. They like they heard the color blue. How how does the shofar uh shift atmospheres you know like what is it doing in the spirit when it blows
2: well remember if it's the voice of God and he declares it that he pretty much declared it that when he used it right he used it on the mountain to give the law was that God or who was yes. that it wasn't an angel right. it was God if he uses it to represent his voice And the Holy Spirit lives in you, your spirit is connecting with God's spirit when you hear that shofar. Just like when, if I don't know, uh, forgive me if you don't understand this, because this is another subject for another day, but I got to say it. Just like when I'm handaraboko shandarabetelabokumbarabashita, mondarabakundarabashita, I'm saying in my own In heavenly language, I'm saying, praise me, listen to me, obey me. I am God of all things, and I can do what I want, and I can give you visions that no one else will ever give you. I told you in Joe 2, I told you in the last part of Joe 2, if you obey me, you hear the trumpet sound, you get on your faces and you repent, who knows, I might relent. And I will give you visions in the last days. I will have your old men dreaming dreams and your kids who will have visions and, and great things, mighty things will happen, right? So I can't yeah. speak for God. I can only say I know that God uses all the gifts of the Spirit. He uses the trumpet. He uses the voice that comes out of that trumpet, the sound, to give you the thoughts that he wants to give you unless you're I'm, – I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that, but if you're in the flesh – And you're on some drug, or maybe you are sick and you're on a drug, you might get some vision from that. I don't know. I couldn't speak to that. But whatever comes, I can't say it. I don't know how to speak for God. I can't say the colors and all that would be of God. I don't know. But I'm assuming that if it makes you healed, if it makes you feel closer to God, truly God, not Satan, Satan's the imitator. So you got to be careful. Because he's trying to get you off course. You don't want to start getting this ooey stuff too much. And forgive me, folks, but if you say that you saw gold dust flying out of a shofar, uh, you've got to prove it to me. I'm, I should have been from Missouri because I don't go that far. I'm not looking for those fantastic signs. I already have the greatest sign in my life, and that's Jesus Christ died on the cross that I might have eternal life, and I might oh. tell you about it. Right?
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: But I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. I'm not telling people, well, I know everything, and no, that can't be. But I'm telling you right now, if we spend more time, more knee power, you know, knee power, (laughs) knee power, on our knees to the Lord and preparing to go out the next day and share our faith, I guarantee you, God will use you, he'll use your own personal testimony to lead somebody to Christ probably every day of your life. Every day of your life. I mean it, every day. Yeah. Every day I, I look for people, and every day it's different. It's never the same. might be on an elevator going to a doctor's appointment. It might be at the grocery store, at the case register. It might be at the gas station. It might be sitting in a restaurant talking and somebody turns around and looks and smiles, and then you just talk to them. And the greatest question that I have, and then and then I'll turn it back here, but i got to tell you this right now since they said that. The greatest thing you can do, don't spend time talking about visions, dreams, and all that so much. Spend this kind of time. Do this to people. I'm going to do it to all of you at one time, but you usually would do this to one person. Ask people this question. Can I ask you a question, June? you got to Go answer me. <laughs> Go ahead. It's spiritual. Can I still ask you It's spiritual? Yes. Yeah. Have you come to the place where you know if you died today where you would spend eternity?
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Now, most people are going to tell you, even on these calls, they'll say, well, I think, Kevin, because, you know, I try to be a good person and all that. You know, I think so. You know, but I don't know for sure. They'll say that. So then I say the second question. Let's suppose you stood before God at the gate. You won't have a chance to, because if you die, you're either going or you're not. But if you had a chance and he said, why should I let you in heaven? What would your answer be, June?
1: If God asked me why He let me in heaven,
2: yeah, why should He let you in heaven?
1: I guess because I accepted the sacrifice that Jesus did for me.
2: Right. You know, now just take the guess, take the guesswork out of there because you know it is right. You do know. Yes. The yes. only answer is that's the only answer. But honestly, I'm telling you guys something. This is the most important news you can probably hear in your life if you don't know it. If you yeah. tell people that and they give you any kind of a works answer, then you need to be ready. That's your job to witness. You need to be ready to tell them. That's a commendable answer. That's good. you know. So they'll tell you things like, well, I've been a good person. I give to my church. I tithe. You know, I've never stole anything in my life. Well, that was probably a lie. But the truth yeah. of it is everybody has sinned and falls short of the glory of God, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: So there's no there's no works that's going to get them to heaven. The only way they're going to get to heaven is by the blood of Jesus Christ on that cross and me saying, Lord, forgive me of my sins. When I do that, yeah. I have eternal life with him. And then he wants me to train myself to go out and ask others to do the same thing. So part of our mission, part of our ministry all the time that I teach our team Get ready to share your faith daily when you go out. And if you carry that horn, you better be a soul winner first if you're on Shofar Call International's team. We don't need people on our team to just go out and blow their own horn, <laughs> you know. really. That is
0: excellent. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. And
2: my book, the book I'm writing, June, it's all about Yahweh, not my way. That's what the book is about. Yes.
1: It's-
2: well, just obey God. Something, Dennis.
1: Dennis.
2: Yeah. Do yes, you ma'am.
1: mind sharing with us your age? I'm 185. <laughs> I'm
2: asking for a reason. <laughs> You're asking me to tell well, the
0: truth. Okay. I'm, well, you don't need I'm to 70. You
2: I'm s- no, that's all right. I'm 74. I'm almost been in four. I've been in ministry since 1970. I'm ordained in the Southern Baptist Church. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and baptized in water by sprinkling and immersion in the Methodist Church. But I wow. am now, but now I am just full of God every day. I feel like I've been baptized every day. <laughs> you
0: know?
2: Yeah, Because yeah. when when I got baptized, I really did feel it. I really did feel good. You know, it was something yeah. that changed me. And when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it was even more exciting, you know? So.
1: Well, Dennis, (laughs) I've got to ask you a question. Okay. So you've been in ministry that the 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010. So 50 years. Okay. So you've been in ministry around 50 years and you've been bullying the shofar all this time. Let me ask you something. What mm-hmm. is the most memorable time of blowing the shofar that you will never forget until the day you die? It was so profound.
2: When was it? Wow. Seven, seven, seven. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, seven, seven,
0: Were seven. Was in Nashville?
2: I got about 100, well, maybe 70 or 80 probably really of those shofar yeah. blowers together to come to Nashville. Yeah. I was partly responsible.
0: No, I I was there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I was there. You
2: know what I You know what I'm saying, don't you? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, they kept blowing and blowing and blowing and people kept shouting and shouting and shouting and the glory was coming down. They even had a laser light going up in the sky. I mean, it was quite the thing to see. It was very dramatic, but yeah. to me, it was just my heart. My heart was totally in it, and I kept crying, and I kept just crying out and rejoicing because God put all those people together, put all those people together in that football stadium. I think it was about 80,000 people at Titan Stadium oh, in Nashville. And I thought, think of all these souls that are being blessed by you right now Lord and your voice is trembling over the stadium the heavens are open God was able to heal people like nobody's business that day you didn't have to have a yeah. preacher he was just doing it you know Yeah. and they purposely waited we kept wondering why they kept waiting because they told us we would be opening with the shofar and all this stuff you know and then it become eight yeah. o'clock at night. before so we really, I mean, they opened with the shofar, one guy. But it wasn't until eight o'clock at night that they really sounded the shofars, but it was so awesome in the dark of the night where all you had was you and the voice of God and the sky lit, you know, with the laser light and that, that's what you had. Yeah. So you tuned in, you were more tuned in probably to God. So I try try to compare
0: them. Okay, go for it. I've got
1: another question. Okay, Okay. they want to know, would you recommend a spiral ram's horn or a classical one?
2: Say that again. What was the first one? Would you recommend
1: a spiral ram's horn? Or a
2: classical style? Okay, well, somebody's told them some words there that I don't know that is normal uh, shofar words. Because I sell shofars all over the country and other countries myself, and I have almost since I started. And a ram's horn is a horn off of a ram. It normally has a J shape, and it could be a tighter curve, or it could be a C curve almost, where it almost turns right yeah. back at your face, but it's it's still a ram's horn. A ram's horn is a ram's horn, and the longest ones normally, normally, uh, the longest that you would see would be 17 to 23 inches. There's extremes. i seen one in a guy's house. It was 33 inches long off of a ram. <laughs> he wanted $3,800 wow. for it. Yeah, I did. Wow. That's an exception. That was. That was a ram that must have lived a long time, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that, that's a ram. But what you're talking about is a kudu is a spiral horn. A spiral horn is normally a kudu. There are a few other names that they could be called off of a couple of other animals that are very seldom ever used, you know. I mean, there's a ecline, there's there's a, a gems box, and there's those horns off of the, Gazelle, you know, sometimes there's an oryx horn. There are, and I have some of those different horns. But commonly, a ram's horn is what I said. It's a J-shaped or maybe almost a C shape sometimes, and it
0: has
2: kind of a a half curve or so around it. Look on our website, you'll see. Yes,
0: I am looking that up. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and look on the store of our our site, and you'll see them both. But the kudu. Sometimes it's called Here's a the Yemenite. The if somebody, yeah. Right. Some some people will they'll say, Well, I wanna get a uh, uh, I wanna get a, a a Yemenite. They'll say Yemenite. Well that that started because the kudu is a Yemenite. The kudu is the animal name, like a ram is the ram's horn. so a ram the kudu is a kudu horn. But they've named yeah. it the Yemenite you know, like everything else, you know, rename stuff. Some people call it a Yemenite because the group that started blowing it was from Africa and they were the Yemenites from Yemen and Yemen, Africa, as well as all of East and central part of South. Yeah. They have that animal and it looks like a big deer with these two great big type, uh, what they just call them, you know, a spiral horn, right? It's spiral. And some of them are triple twists. They're more expensive. If you find a triple twist, I can get more money out of a triple twist. That means when you look at
0: it,
2: lay it on a table, it's going to have three distinct curves or twists on it. And so it's pretty amazing. But um, that's, that's that's called a kudu regular name but you're going to also see it advertised as a Yemenite. And I recommend that people do not buy these horns online, even from uh, Amazon or eBay or someplace, for one reason. You might get them cheaper. Sometimes you do. But is cheaper the best way if you're really wanting to use this for God? No. Why? Because you're buying a horn that you think comes from Israel. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. or or a Jew, but let me tell you something. The bigger part of Israel, the Jews aren't even following God, first. Second, Israel is made up of a lot of Arabs, and they don't follow our God. Who do you think sells most of those horns in the beginning? The Jews and the Arabs. Go to Old Jerusalem and see. Go up and down those little shops in Old Town. I've been there twice. I'm going back In April for the biggest celebration we've ever had in Israel, and but when I when I go in there, I know those guys are Arabs. A lot of them are Arabs, and they're just trying to get anything they can out of those horns. Some of those guys, you ask them to blow it, they can't even blow it. And you smell the horns; a lot of them stink. But even if they don't stink, do they blow good? Do they blow good? See, you gotta have a, a lot of horns blow like this. Here's what you hear on a lot of horns: you'll hear. Something like that, maybe. Okay. That was a random. Oh man. A, yeah, and on a kudu, if you don't pick them right, on a kudu, you might hear a. You know? Or you can get a good one. Yeah. A lot of difference.
0: Wow.
2: And if that was Phil Bristol, he would be.
1: question. Do you prefer the C or the J sound?
2: The what? The C or the J sound?
1: Style. We must asking, do you prefer the C or J style? Sound. Style.
2: Are they? C? I don't know what you're talking about, unless it means sound. I mean. You know, in, in the musical notes, you have notes that go different, but we don't practice by notes. I'm not a musician at all. I don't know musical notes, but I can play a lot of notes, but a musician yeah. can tell you. That. But I want a horn that has several notes. So, see, when I blow that, listen again carefully. This is representing several musical notes, but I don't know musical notes. I just blow it by yeah. memory. I'm going to blow what I blow when somebody's having a wedding. And I'm going to blow it at their ceremony. And I've done this. I've been paid $1,000 to go and blow a shofar for a minute or two. Really. And even more than that. Wow. But this is all they're wanting.
0: (laughs) Wow. You know?
2: That's commanding, that's commanding that the bride is coming. And then when the bride starts down the aisle, we might blow what I call, (laughs) yeah, we might blow three Adonis, I call them, which is on our website. If you open our website and you have your sound turned up, you'll hear the same kind of sounds that were blown in Exodus when God blew the shofar. So here you go, okay? (laughs) and, And these are notes. These are notes. So if that person... As a musician, they might call these by note, but I don't, see?
0: That
2: was three three different notes, right? Higher and higher each time, right?
0: Yeah, it's beautiful.
2: So, so, but I can't tell you actual notes, but I can play along with Amazing Grace and different songs. You know, I can do that. Most shofar blowers, yeah, most don't. Most shofar blowers blow one note, maybe two. And we teach them to blow those notes because they have more meaning and that would be those four calls It's written in our uh, site there, you know, under the teaching page, yeah. Takiyah, Shevarim, yeah. Teruah, because all it is, Takiyah is one note held about seven to ten seconds, and then Shevarim is three short notes blown within that same period, just shorter yeah. notes, but held about seven to ten seconds. And then the right. Shevarim, I mean, Teruah is nine roughly nine notes that are blown rapid fire. They call it blast. you know, like boom, ba, 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 boom, 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 boom. You like that, right? And and that's also taken up about the same amount of time. Only the tekiah gadol, the last note, is blown until you just can't blow no more. You can blow and then start over, you know. <laughs> but yeah. And then you're going to have some, some Jews are going to try to get technical on you because... I, I love them, but it's just like some of the people even in our churches. There's some people that get too dogmatic about things, and, well, it has to be only this way. And I'm not so sure about all that. I, I think if you have the love of God and you're doing it in respect to the Lord, that's the most important. Yeah. If you're going to blow a shofar, you need to get permission. I tell people do not be a lone ranger and think you're the know-it-all, and you can't take any. Lessons are guidance by the pastor or a leader or a song leader, you know, a person in charge, because then you're out of order and you have no business blowing the horn. But if you've asked to blow it and they ask you to blow it for them in practice first so they can hear how you're going to sound, they're only doing that because pastors tell me all the time, Dennis, I don't allow to be blown in my church anymore. I said, well, why not? And I usually know what they're going to say. Well, I had somebody come in here, and they didn't ask, and they just got up and started blowing it, disrupted the service. And then they'll say, and not only that, or or else sometimes it's the only thing that happens. Some people get up, and when they blow it, it's so poor, they needed to get lessons first, but they thought they did good. And I'm telling you, if you're on here right now, and you want to play an instrument, you're going to have to take lessons for piano, for drum, for violin, for a guitar, for a trumpet, for a trombone, whatever. You got to take lessons. And the why people think they can just get that horn and they get it out of the box and they start blowing it and, oh boy, I'm going to church. I'm going to blow it now. Well, that's self taught. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's people saying they heard from God. And I'm going to tell them right now if I hear it and I say, no, that wasn't. One of us is wrong. Either you heard from God or I heard from God. And I tell people they come in buildings, I've been there, and they blow out of order, and I'll go up and I'll say, I would like to ask you not to do that. You know, if you can't come to our practice beforehand, and if you can't follow our guidance, please don't blow it in here. One guy looked at me in a meeting, seriously, we were at a school of prophets meeting. He looked at me and he says, What do you mean? I should be able to blow that when I want to blow it. And I said, No. No, you're under the authority of the pastor, and now you're under the authority of me because you're following our instruction as our team. And he cut he started cussing me out. So then I knew what wow. I had. I had a Jezebel a Jezebel spirit on my hand. I had a person that was out mm-hmm. of order and probably not even saved, even though they might yeah. tell who they were. Not all who say, "Lord, Lord," will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do the will of the Father. And the will of the yeah. Father is humble yourself. humble yourself into the mighty hand of God. Obey my yeah. commandments. Love, love one another. Respect one another. Have mercy for one another. But don't be a dominating yeah. brat. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh,
0: well,
1: Dennis, listen, uh, I'm going to end this tonight And I just want to tell you Dennis, I really appreciate You spending time with us I know you're a very busy man And I appreciate you spending time With the bride tonight You sharing your life with us Tonight and teaching us And mentoring us And I pray that More churches uh, will Understand the importance of the Shofar and how, uh, you know, they can partner with the frequency of heaven with the shofar. And I'm sure, you know, that they do that, you know, because we need that to break up the atmosphere. I'm sure not only do, you know, our spirits recognize the sound, but I imagine that demons recognize the sound as well. Right.
2: Well, yeah, when when people actually have told me when I'm blowing it, they said, don't do that like that. They'll say, don't do that. And they'll put their hands over their ears real quick. Don't do that. You know, and they really are mean about it. Then something's going on there because everybody else around them is, is taking it right. And people are telling me, I don't know what was wrong with him, but boy, that was beautiful. See, right in the presence of God and the house of God, you can have demons or people yeah. who are being led. Demons. You can have people who are actually full of demons, and they don't know it, their self, because, you know, it's a mental illness is what it is. It really is. Think about yeah. it. Body, mind, spirit. You're made up of body, mind, and spirit. So if your mind is in the wrong place, or if you are a person that demands your own way or thinks it's all about you, God can't be in that. He can't be in it. You need healing. Right. Yeah. So, but anyway, here's here's what I want to definitely get across, June. Please, anybody, come on to showfarcall.com. That's all you got to do, and find the teaching page. But better than that, find the page that says "Join" and stay connected. And the reason is what I just told you tonight. We are not just showfar blowers. We minister to each other, and we have people in your town, in your area would be glad to blow the shofar with you, come to your house, blow it over wow, your house. Oh, that would be
1: awesome.
2: Yes, ma'am. Or maybe you have somebody getting married or a funeral, or maybe there's a church celebration, or maybe you just want to be on our team and go do marches with us. And the thing I didn't bring out, and I don't have much time, but I'll just say this we are right now starting on nine eleven, a fifty two week Jesus prayer march. Across USA, every week, we're asking every community, take back your city. Take back what the devil's been stealing from us. You can't do that sitting in a pew talking about it or praying in the church. you got to go out,
0: you know, put legs,
2: legs on your prayer, march, just like June is doing when we're marching around the White House. We're taking back this country. We are taking authority over the devil, but he can't touch that White House. He can't touch the president. He can't touch the people of God that are working there. He can't touch Kellyanne. He just can't have no authority. (laughs) But we got to march, see? So we're telling people every week, pick a place to take a group of people. And don't just be the big commander-in-chief take turns letting other people lead and other churches come on board so it's a community effort, not a dentist effort. See? And and all you do is you say, this week we're going to go march around this school. We know that they've been having some difficulty, drugs, whatever. And now we know that the libraries are being attacked. So in our city, let's just go pray before it ever happens. We don't want drag queens coming into our library, right? So we pray around it. Our city hall, we've had some problems in city government or county government. Let's go pray around their offices. When we do, let's call them up and say, we're just letting you know we would like to do this and we would like to include you if you can come, any of you. Okay? They're not going to say no. They're going to say, "We'll go ahead and do it, or yeah, I'll be there, right? Yeah. So do it every week for 52 weeks, and then on the last week, Next year on 9-11, we have a big prayer meeting in our community, and we get ready for 9-12. And on 9-12, we're going to have the biggest shout-down over the country you've ever heard, and it's going to sound like this. At 1 p.m. Eastern and 10 o'clock in California Pacific time, simultaneously, all across this nation, all at one time, it will be started with the blowing of the shofar and the shout of the people taking the country back. And then it would go into dedicated prayers and decrees. And then we'll do a march from one major point of our city to the other. So if I was at the White House and I was going to do that on 9-11 a year from now, I would probably march from the Capitol to the White House or the White House to the Capitol. That'd be a big place to take, you know?
1: Yeah. But whatever. You know,
2: down, down Pennsylvania Avenue like we do on the pro-life marches, you know? And we're going to have pro-life marchers with us. We're going to have National Day of Prayer people. We're going to have them all, you know, because as we build this, it gets spread. And God told me, you don't need to advertise. You don't need to do that. The TV media is going to start calling on you. The radio is going to start calling on you. The next thing you know, June dawn night is going to have thousands of people that are radio contributors that are going to put it on their radio stations you know I mean all this is going to happen because it's Jesus it's for Jesus Jesus prayer march he said if I be lifted up I'll draw all men unto me not the government not Donald Trump I'm, I'm going to leave my hand on Donald Trump as long as he keeps protecting the church in Israel that's what I'm going to do folks That's what the Lord says to us. You know that. This ain't about Donald Trump. It's about the Lord. (laughs) uh,
1: The march that we're doing uh, there in September the 28th, I believe all of this is God's plan because that march is marching around the White House uh, with the Christians uh, staking their claim to the presidency and praying mm-hmm. and doing warfare. And I'm telling you, Dennis, Dennis, we need this today more than we ever have his whole presidency. We need. I mean, we're in a war like we have never seen. So I, never totally really understand <laughs> yeah. your, I totally understand your heart, you know, about uh, wanting to do the prayer marches across the country. Because listen, Brian. In 2017, when the Lord told me to pray around the entire border of the country, he had me drive around the entire yeah. border. He had me do a circle
0: <laughs> to
1: proclaim the land. Then when he Amen. moved me here to Washington, what did he have me do? Walk around the White House and pray a circle around the White House and pray a wall of fire. You know, there's there you something go. about circling where you're you're marking your, your – Claiming your territory, you're putting a bullseye
2: exactly.
0: on
1: that exactly. location to heaven. You know,
2: and that's and he and he gave us the first example. Think about it. He told us to do it at Jericho, right? And he told okay. us how to do it. He, exactly. He said every every week, every week I want you to, or every, I'm sorry, every day for six days, one time around. Exactly that. They marched in those same tracks every day one time around. Right. Shofar's blowing. Then he said on the seventh day, now I want you to do the same thing you did, but do it seven times and then shout. I promise you guys, if you'll just do this, and if you don't have a shofar, go get a lead pipe and blow through it. You know, I mean, Really? I can get a pipe in the other room and blow through it. You'll think I'm blowing a shofar. But blow something. And and if you want to, bring a drum with you. But do this. Do this. Sing these three songs. Jesus loves me this I know as you're marching. And in the Battle Hymn of the Republic, it has the Bible verses in there. It talks all about Jesus being born across the sea. Bringing Jesus up to the front, and he's being exalted, and he's gonna draw the people the crowds and then the the final yeah. one is the theme of it all. The theme of it is is the the one that I really like is oh, when the saints go marching in, you know that's a real good one right and then and the other one is um what what's the one that I lost track now? uh oh boy, it's the one that says with the cross of Jesus going on before. Her. That's the one I was trying to think of. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war, with the cross of Jesus going on before. That's our theme song. <laughs>
1: right. Well, so, listen, brother, I want to pray for you. I want the bride to come in agreement, and I want us to pray for you and your vision, okay? Okay. Lord, we right. come before you tonight in agreement, Lord, for our brother. We thank you, Lord, uh, for his story. We know, Lord, that it's all for your glory. Lord, we thank you for all of the years of service of that he has done for the church, for the bride, Lord, for the kingdom of God. Fifty years. Lord, we honor him tonight. We thank you, Lord, for Uh, All of the struggles he's been through, Lord, that has brought him to this place We thank you that you carried him And that you have made him the man that he is today And we honor him today, Lord And Lord, the vision that you gave him of this shofar call Lord, we ask that you just cultivate that seed even more, Lord To bear the most beautiful fruit in these last days Lord that the vine that He's connected to to heaven, Lord, that it would just be even more just nourishing, just refreshing waters from heaven that would just grow the biggest, most beautiful fruit, and that it would bear much fruit, Lord, and the vision of the marches across the country. Lord, please help the bride to rise up. Please help people to jump aboard this plan and to begin to take their cities back lord in the midst of the devastation let them rise up as the warrior bride that you have called them to do lord and lord i pray for dennis today strengthen his body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet lord give him everything he needs to accomplish his mission here on the earth give him the money give him the favor give him the intercessors give him the equipment Give him the technology, give him the building, give him everything he needs to be successful, Lord. And, Lord, give him faithful people, faithful people that will help him to accomplish this vision. And, Lord, I pray, too, for his wife and his family. I pray blessings upon them, Lord, bless them in every way. And, Lord, we just lay him and his vision down at the cross today, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, believing that you are moving Mm -hmm. mountains on his behalf, Lord. And, Lord, I pray about this uh, march that we're doing on the 28th. Uh, Lord, with him having the responsibility of the shofars, Lord, as a part of that vision where the shofars will be blown And the shofars would declare right in the belly of the beast. These shofars will be blown and the territorial demons will understand exactly what the sound is that is coming from these shofars in the name of Jesus. And that we in the kingdom would move mountains for what your (laughs) agenda is, Lord, in the earth in the name of Jesus. I thank you for his ministry and I thank you for them partnering with us. Uh, in order to take territories and to tear down strongholds uh, over the White House and over the nation in the name of Jesus. So bless him in every way, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother, if you don't mind, I would like for you uh, to talk to, I mean to pray for the bride, if you would, please, sir.
2: Okay. And and when I finish, I would like to blow the sound of the shofar carrying.
1: <laughs> okay, yes, sir.
2: Carrying us onto the streets to march. Cause we gotta get on the street. If you can't feel it in what we're saying, then I pray that God really downloaded on you. And all you gotta do is go find Jesus Prayer March across USA. And it's on Facebook. I don't know if we'll ever use a website. He told me use social media and the people will do it themselves because you're hungry. You guys are all hungry to take back your nation, and all you got to do is start your little group mm-hmm. and say, let's start marching, and follow that page, and follow June, she'll be keeping up with it, okay? But, Lord, bless each person here. First of all, the greatest thing that I can offer, a lot of people would give a Jewish prayer right now or something, but they, others can do that. But I'm just saying, Third John 2, everybody here, I pray prosperity, not for selfish motives, but you want the kingdom, the the wealth of the wicked to come to the kingdom of God. You promised come us on, that. Man. You said that. You want the wealth of the wicked to be put in the hands of the righteous. So, Lord, we want to use our funds to develop things and to bless people like June and her ministry where she's putting everything on the line to do what you call her to do every day, to give us an alert on the White House straight through the, from the yes. church to the body. And, Lord, everybody here has got a call in their life. Everybody's got responsibilities. So I pray that prosperity over their lives to take care of their needs, Lord. And then I pray that they are in great health, good health, because you can't do much, you can't march, you can't do a lot of things if your health's down. So if you have arthritis in your body, like I do, and I fight it off, and I tell the devil, "We can't have my body," but we claim your body is being healed,
0: <laughs> yes,
2: Lord. <laughs> refreshed, yes, Lord. Lord, You can even give us new body parts. I know you can, and do whatever you want yes, to do, Lord. But we pray yes. that everybody here is healthy, Lord. And then you said, yes. "As your soul prospers," in other words, every believer, every Christian has a right to pray that. It's found in 3 John 2. So, Lord, thank you for that answered prayer to that. And thank you for the answers you're going to give us in the future, that Donald Trump will be president again, not because it's Donald Trump, but because he is a man that is protecting the church. He's protecting our rights as a constitution. He's protecting Israel, Lord. He is right there doing what you want him to do, and that's why I know you're going to keep your hand over him. And thank you that many people, including the vice president, are there lifting him up, praying daily. They're praying in the White House. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to be here on this call tonight with these people who are serious, or they wouldn't even be on the call, serious (laughs) about doing your will, Lord. Let us all keep in mind. What we said tonight about Yahweh, not my way. If there's one area yeah. of our life, Lord, we haven't given, oh, 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 Lord, help us to just give it all, you know. Don't hold back yeah. nothing. Just give it all to Jesus, you know. I thank you, Lord, that you are showing us right now in these times that we must give it all. People in other countries, in Nigeria and other places right now are being killed, murdered, heads cut off for Jesus. And we sit here in the greatest country in the world where we got it made, and people say, well, I don't know how to share Christ. I hope and pray that everyone here learns, if they don't already know, how to really share Christ in a loving way. Pray for the sick. Pray for our neighbors that are next door that don't know Jesus. Go knock on their door and just ask them how they're doing. Let us be the light in our own neighborhood, in our own family, not the complainers. Not the darkness. Let us be light. As you said, let it shine. So the whole earth knows that you are Lord, King of kings. (laughs) Glory to God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty
1: name. I am feeling led to pray for all of you out there that are like me, that your heart's desire is to have a shofar one day. Maybe even to have an Israel prayer shawl. These are my heart's desires. So I want us to pray, uh, since we're learning about the shofar and God's taking us to the next level in spiritual warfare that God would supply this to. Is you ready? Lord, I pray for every person out there listening and watching that would like a shofar one day or a prayer shawl and would like to learn more about this part of spiritual warfare.
2: Grant it unto them, Lord.
1: Give them the money to get a shofar. Bless them in every way. And, Lord, don't let them get some cheap one. Let them get a good real one. And so, like with somebody like Dennis that uh, sifts through his shofars and knows which ones are real or not, because I found out that there's a lot of fake ones out there. Am I right, Dennis?
2: That's right. Some of them are even made out of fiberglass. (laughs) That's
1: true.
2: Yeah. Well, Well, I got one to show. Come to my house. I'll show you. <laughs>
1: oh, Lord. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just want to pray that God would bless all the people that have that desire in their heart, uh, you know, to have a show and to have their heart's desire and to have, um, you know, a prayer shawl, whatever that you need. If
2: they mention your program, June, if they mention your program, too. Lord knows, if they mention that you heard this on June and you get a hold of me, you get 15% off automatically.
0: So, wow. Yeah. That
1: is such an awesome uh, thing to offer. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, well, it's one way to help, and I need to make money, too. You know that, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pay the bills, but that's a a good deal because I'm not adding tax on this stuff when I sell it to you. I'm eating the tax already, so you might as well say there's another 8% roughly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Dennis, (laughs) I cannot end this broadcast without playing the national anthem, and the reason is is because the mission that I have about the September 28th deal of fighting for our nation and fighting for our president is the same mission that you have uh going across the country praying and and getting our communities back and just kind of taking territory the army marching so let's play this anthem right now bride and believe that god is going to hear the petitions of his people Before we stop is that uh, We we still Have to fight for our country We are We're God's children And this is the country that he Chose that we live in Did you know God has children All over the world God has chosen people to live In Pakistan to live In Israel to live in Africa To live wherever God Has chosen them and that is their Land That's why I wish, it's not that I'm against immigrants coming here, but it's like, fight for your land, people. You know, like, Mm. stay there and fight. You know, I mean, that's what we're trying to do here, fight for our country, you know. And so, anyway, that's why I played that tonight, Brad, because I want to encourage you that although you see all the shenanigans of the devil, We still have to fight for her because God loves her. And we have to fight to the bitter end. Amen, brother.
0: Amen.
2: All
1: right, sir. Well, you have a good evening. God bless you.
2: I'm going to blow this as you're going out, okay? (laughs) Oh,
1: yes. Go ahead, sir. Yes, yes, yes.
2: This is your marching orders as we leave.
0: (laughs) All right.
2: Thank uh... The four traditional
1: calls
2: is what we teach. Yeah. Well, when I go do a ministry in a church, I teach them all those calls, but then I also teach them how to use the shofar uh, as more than that. That's why when you buy one, you need lessons. You want to learn. You want to you want to understand. And if you buy a cheap one and only gets one sound, you can't do that. See? Yeah. Some of them only make one sound, and that's it. So you can get the four traditional calls in the shofar, but you can't do what I just did. But they right. need to call if they're interested. You know, I'll help them, help them pick one out. I send photos. I can do a video. I can blow them for them. You can pick out a good Aww. horn. Oh so. <laughs> Oh
1: Well, Dennis, thank anyway. you so much. And I, I can imagine the persecution you've been through with this ministry.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. Some people think I'm probably crazy, you know. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. The,
1: the mainstream church does not believe in shofars, Am I right or what?
2: Well, some of them don't. Some of them do. I'll tell you what. You know, I don't. I don't label anybody anymore because I know that there's right now in the Methodist church there's a separation going on. There's the Methodists that are spirit filled and they're full of God, and then there's the liberal Methodist. You know. It's just the way it is. The Methodist Church is a democratic body. It's it's a constitutionalist-type form. of, of uh, It has a book of discipline. So it has liberals and conservatives, so we can't judge them all. Uh, the Presbyterian is yeah. kind of the same format, you know. Uh, the Catholic Church has Catholics that are born-again, spirit-filled, and it has Catholics that believe everything the Pope says and walks according to it and prays to Mary. And I'm sorry if somebody's offended, but it's the truth. They prayed to Mary when Jesus said, I am the only one, I am the only way. I was at a Catholic funeral recently, and, and praise God, it was enjoyable to be there. And a friend of mine who was a born-again Catholic, but the priest uh, got up and said, that you could pray to Donna, and Donna would tap Jesus on the shoulder and answer your prayer. And I said, no. <laughs> wow. No. no, I'm not praying to Donna. I'm not praying to any saints other than Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. And they'll do that a lot of times. but And then there's other groups yeah. that are in other denominations that are using things and adding things or taking things away. And my Bible says don't add to and don't take away from. Them. Right. So we need to be real careful with everybody and be humbled because even Sunday, I mean, if you really wanted to stay on here all night, I could talk all night because I'm telling you, June, there's so much wrong in the church that we just have to... Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, pray forgiveness, move on, and know that we're saved by the blood, and we just do the best we can. And the best we can is give our own personal testimony and live the life he told us to live, right? That's it. Yeah. The, church, the churches are not perfect, and they're, the church is not going to save anybody. The church is not the answer. The church has changed many things that's in the Bible, many things, you know, many things. Yeah. We changed we changed the day that we call uh, the the day to rest, you know, and then we changed it again and, and said, well, we don't even have to rest.
0: <laughs> you I know. Know, we
2: changed Saturday to Sunday because it was the resurrection day. But God never said to do that, yeah. never did, never did in the Bible. So people say, well, are you messianic? And I said, well, I guess I am. But I'm I'm Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus, period. But. Messianic just means you're a follower of the Messiah, right? <laughs> to me. so yeah. But Messianic has become a word that's attached to somebody that's trying to go back to the roots of Judaism. But we should all be looking for the roots of Judaism because the roots of Judaism lead to the cross, the real roots. Not not the yeah. Hebrews, That the real roots yeah. do lead back to Jesus 2,000 years ago. He yeah. was a Jew, right? He was born a Jew. He was a carpenter's son. he became a carpenter. He lived on earth and showed us the way, but he was a Jew. So yeah. everything we do, well, we should wanna, look to I him. I want all
1: the audience to know this. I want them to know this. Brad, don't you love his voice? I just oh, you, God. you have missed your calling. His voice should be a radio voice. Wouldn't you love to have him as a radio host interviewing ministers? I'm telling you, Dennis, your voice is amazing.
2: Well, June, I'll show the, I'll, I'll share the mic with you anytime,
0: <laughs>
2: anytime, anytime you want me to. But I think you got a that great voice. So I
0: funny.
2: like the, your Southern Belle accent. You know, I love it. You know. And and your well, sweet today and at your. The Jay- White
1: House, I was talking to this reporter, and he had these earbuds in. And then when I yeah. started talking to you, he leaned back like this. He pulled them buds out and he said, will you talk to me again?
0: <laughs> Y'all would not mind the
1: favor that I have up here just because of the way I talk. People love oh, yeah. it. But anyway, well, Dennis, I got to go, brother, because I've got another prayer call to get on. It's been wonderful right. interviewing you tonight, sir.
2: Thank you been a lot of fun. Yeah, God
1: bless you and have a good evening.
2: You have a great forever.
0: Thank you. Bye bye.
2: Bye bye.